What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles. Today, we've got another great one for you. So I'm actually sitting down with Art Not Found, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because I've had him on the show twice before now. He's actually tied for the lead in most times being on the show. I love what this guy's doing. And this episode's actually going to be a bit of a follow-up to the previous two episodes. In those episodes, if you haven't listened to them, suggest going and listening to them. Uh, but we talked about getting set up on Amazon. Uh, this episode is actually going to be more on Shopify. So if you have an Amazon business that you're running and you want to expand into new markets, Shopify is a great way to do that. We're also going to get into how to advertise effectively and drive traffic to your site and then how you can convert those eyes and uh, people getting to your site into actual sales. But before we get into all of that, two quick things. This is another video interview. So if you want to watch along, see Art's face as we're talking, you can head on over to YouTube. There's a link in the description. And the second thing is I just want to give a shout out to the sponsor, Crypto.com. I'm honored that these guys have sponsored the show. They are one of the biggest companies in the industry. uh, And it really, you know, shows me that my work is a little bit valuable and that people are finding value in this podcast. Uh, They've got some big things coming up. One of which is the syndicate, which you've probably heard me talk about before. It's having another one of those token sales. Uh, It starts, or actually it is on the 28th of April, uh, and you will get 50% off your VET purchases, VET, VChain, Thor. Uh, So if you're a fan and you want to get a discount on your next purchase, you can head on over to crypto.com and participate in this token sale. And the second thing that I want to touch on today is that they just started, it was on f- this last Friday, they started the Stake Up, sorry, Stake Up to Gear Up, uh, which is if you are staking their token, CRO, you're eligible to win a ton of Apple products. Uh, they're actually giving away a MacBook Pro, a MacBook Air, an iPad, an iPhone 11, and AirPods. So if you head on over to the site, Stake some CRO, you will be eligible for these giveaways. Uh, If either of those things interest you, there's a link in the description below. You can head on over. I've got a ton of other stuff, a bunch of cool features. Uh, So check out the site. You know, you'll probably find something that you like. Now, let's get into the show with Art. Uh, So Art, this is the third time you've been on the show. You are up at the top with Reptar and Cold-Blooded Schiller as the top returning guests for the show. I'm super stoked to have you back on. Uh, you've been killing it lately, uh, just from what I've seen on Twitter. So I want to get into that a little bit. But before we do, can you just give us a quick rundown of what you've been up to since last episode? Yeah, so uh, right around the last episode, I think, is when I uh, partnered up with this company that I'm now with, Um so basically, uh, I am doing direct-to-consumer beer sales and brand development for uh, companies that want to launch their own beverages and you know are having a tough time finding a distributor or a, a retailer for them. Um, other outside of that, uh, I've just been you know still playing around with uh, some BTC sh- trades 
um, just watch the market take a shit back in March. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. That was pretty rough. Um, I'm not really like, I don't really trade, not a day trader at all. Um, but I did open a long around like 4k that I still have open. Um, and then I just, I mainly just hold spot. Um, I have a long-term BTC stack. You know my story. Yeah. I don't really yeah. trade I was going to say, for anyone who doesn't know it, we did two episodes prior to this. Uh, just a quick recap is that you bought Bitcoin in 2013. You've you've been here through right. the ups and the downs. You've seen it all happen before. Uh, so this is nothing new to you, I would say, and there's no way you're getting shaken out by something like that. Yeah, absolutely not. There we go. So this company... Um, you know, online alcohol sales, I'm not an expert in that region. Uh, is that legal for everyone to do? I feel like you, sorry, there's a little bit of audio feedback there, but, um, or I was hearing some audio from th through your laptop, but, uh, are you guys are like one of the only people in the market doing this, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, so it's actually very difficult to be able to sell alcohol online um it varies completely state by state um every state you know has their own weird mostly archaic laws that uh dictate who can produce alcohol who can distribute alcohol and who can sell alcohol so we're based here in new york city um what my company has been able to do is uh so i'll start start over with that there's a three-tier system to beer right you can make it, you can distribute it, and you can sell it. So what we've been able to do is kind of branch legally the two laws between distribution and retail. Um, so we are totally authorized to be a distributor as well as a retailer for alcohol. Um, so basically what that means is, well, we were being you know heavily on the distribution side when I started back in December, got involved. Um, we tried, we started slowly scaling that up, but my main focus with this company has just been absolutely building out the entire e-com side of it, um, really starting to set ourselves up for a, what we had anticipated would be a shift in the industry um, towards online sales. Uh, people don't really buy online. I think 2% of all beer sales take place online. Um, so we, we kind of saw this as a ripe opportunity and, uh, you know, Corona hit and, you know, distribution completely stopped because people stopped going out to bars, all bars and restaurants are closed. Um, and that's when we kind of really saw our e-commerce start to rocket off. Um, <laughs> right. Everyone's at home really ordering beer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people want their alcohol, you know, they want it, they want it quick. Um, what's really cool that we're able to do and that we offer um, is inside of New York City and Queen, a little bit of Queens, mostly all of Brooklyn, uh, we're able to offer same-day delivery because we do not ship with UP USPS. We use private shippers, um, which is another issue that people will have trying to sell alcohol. You have to have your own private shipper. Um, USPS is not going to do a UPS does not do it. FedEx is a bitch to work with. Um, so you got to find a company like, like a CDL or like an Axel hire, um, some outside shipping company that'll do it for you. So we built relations with them early before, you know, everything really kicked off. And, um, 
you know, we've just been able to really build that relationship and we're expanding slowly um, inside of New York with our same day delivery. Uh, the rest of the state, you'll we'll get it in like two to three days if they order from us. And then we're looking hopefully within the next, by the end of the year to be in PA, New Jersey, and probably Connecticut. Um, just because we kind of, you know, have all this legal stuff sorted for ourselves here in New York City, we're able to kind of take that to other states and apply it there, um, which is really cool. I mean, there's really, for what what we're doing right now, there's really no competition. Um, I think there's like one or two other services that kind of offer beer. One sells, it's called Hopsy. They sell like kegs of beer, like small personal kegs. Um, I don't, I don't know how that's doing. Um, and then there's also another one called Tavor, which, uh, lets you order like craft beer from other states, but they have just been getting hit with lawsuits and states have been banning them left and right. Um, I know that that has changed a little bit right now with the whole, you know, situation the world's in, uh, the laws have kind of lightened up a little bit, uh, in terms of sending and shipping beer. Um, so, I mean... You might be able to, you know, if you have the infrastructure, you might be able to get away with it for a little while. I know a lot of craft breweries right now that normally sell through us, still sell through us, um, now more than ever, have tr are trying to imitate what we're doing. So, you know, um, some big breweries are other half here in New York City, Three's Brewing, Hudson Valley, um, some out on the West Coast are Monkish. Um, Trillium is up, uh, up in, I think, Connecticut or Boston. Um, they're all trying to do what we're doing, but, uh, you know, when you come to our site, you can order one can of beer and, you know, you'll pay whatever the $4 to $8, whatever the can is. Um, if you order over $25, we're able to give you free shipping. Um, but all of these other people that are trying to imitate what we're doing. They can't, they don't have the infrastructure, uh, first of all. So they're, you know, you're only able to get like $200 worth of beer uh, at one time and then you have to wait I don't know a week or two for it to show up so we, we really have a pretty sick service that we're able to offer right now yeah you guys are you definitely have that first mover advantage uh, have you guys been able to keep up with demand now that everyone's at home most likely ordering their liquor online yeah that's a great question we actually so uh Right around like March 16th or like March 15th, like when everything was shut down, that's, we started to see like a pretty heavy increase. We were able to keep up with it for like a week or so, but we just hired like 30 new people to Damn. work inside of our, yeah, inside of our uh, fulfillment center. We just bought another uh, warehouse space out in Mazpeth, which is like not far from here in Brooklyn. Um, so we're just like, we're just ramping shit up fast. Yeah, you guys are exploding. Uh, I nonstop seeing you post a, post about it on Twitter, and I'm stoked for you, man. You've you found something that you've absolutely been killing. Uh, the last two times we talked, we actually did episodes on Amazon and selling on Amazon. Love those episodes. You've probably seen me posting about Amazon pretty much daily on Twitter. Uh, I'm really pushing it hard. Uh, and then we talked. We decided, okay, let's do another episode. And we wanted to focus more on Shopify and then, you know, ad spends, how to make the most for your, your ad spending. Uh, so can we get into that kind of stuff? Like, 
I, I don't know much about Shopify. I'm, you know, a noob when it comes to Shopify. So can you walk us through, you know, the basics, how to get a store up and running, how to utilize some of, you know, the offers or plugins that they offer, uh, that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So Shopify is basically just a merchant center that, you know, you can sign up for a basic plan. I think it's about like 30 bucks and then it goes all the way up to, um, I think they have like a $2,000 plan, which is Shopify plus. So, you know, if you're starting out small, um, I would say definitely stick to Amazon, but if you start to find, you know, you're really starting to blow up or you have like, like I do, like a service that you're able to offer, um, definitely look into starting a Shopify site. Um, I would recommend you have at least a few thousand dollars, um, to start out just because you're going to need to, uh, you know, advertise, which is pretty important for, uh, having a successful Shopify store. Um, I mean, you can really do any product um, as long as you have something that might be, you know, kind of captivating or you have a manufacturer in China that can make something for you, India, wherever the hell it might be that, you know, you can get a product made cheaper than you can sell it for here in the United States, you'll probably be able to have a successful Shopify store. Um, it's so really, very simple. Really quick, sorry to yeah. interrupt you here, yeah, uh, but just, you know, first question right off the bat is, you know, what, what's the advantage to opening a Shopify store using Shopify over Amazon? Cause you know, the, the episodes we talked about, you can scale that, that stuff up and make it huge on Amazon. Uh, so can we talk about why you might, you know, start up a Shopify account instead? Absolutely. You're definitely going to see a lot more money in your pocket compared to Amazon. Okay. Um, they take a way lower percentage, um, off sales, uh, you know, and you're, you're really able to build your own brand, which later on down the road, you could totally sell. I mean, I know people that literally just flip Shopify stores. That's what they do. They make Shopify's that sell a product. They boost their SEO, get real good with it, run ads, and then they just flip it onto the next. Um, so you can even get into the business of, of flipping Shopify sites if you wanted to. There we go. Um, yeah, you can really make a lot more money. Uh, so it's, this way it's i mean it is definitely yeah it's mainly the fees okay yeah, and then the you, fees can, are way you can build your brand clearly uh it seems like you have a little bit more control over things i know amazon likes things you know a very specific way um so these are just kind of some of the benefits now can we get into you know start to finish how you get your shop up and running yeah absolutely i mean literally just sign up on shopify uh I'm assuming that you have a product that you would like to sell. Um, Shopify makes it so easy to get started. They have uh, themes that you can choose from. Uh, if you'd like to buy one, you can do that. There's people that code specifically for Shopify. Um, you can also, they have a great uh, like help desk resource where you can go and like post, hey, I'm looking for someone to help build my theme. They'll you know help you. But they have some pretty solid ones that are, pretty customizable out of the gate that are very simple and easy to use. Um, you know, you set that up, get your theme up and running, and then it's really just going to come down to, you know, you obviously have a, a good product to sell. How, how are you going to market that? So 
really what I have been doing recently. So sorry, um, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Uh, really quick, I, I yeah, keep interrupting you, but I just want to keep you know drawing back on those uh, those other episodes because now we're going to get into you know advertising super hard. But in the previous right. episodes, we talked about you know how to get your picture looking great, how to you know take nice photos, get the title right, get the description right, all of that stuff that can be found in the previous two episodes. Uh, so if you're looking for that kind of stuff, I'd suggest checking those out first coming back to yeah. this one now we can really get into how to advertise it yeah yeah and like you just said like all all of that stuff that we discussed in those previous episodes will apply here yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah so you know you got your basics figured out on that front um it really comes down to then having some capital to throw behind advertising and really just being creative with the way you use, you know, your messaging, your photos to really send people to your site um, and really embracing a sales funnel. I think that's super important. That's something I picked up really quickly is that you really have to have a, a, a narrow and like thought out funnel um, to really be successful. So I can get into that too a little bit if you want me to start yes, there. Yes, I was going to ask um, just because so many people talk about this sales funnel. Uh, and I feel like, you know, some people are like, I've heard that term. I don't really understand what it means. Can you just walk us through how that works? Yeah, absolutely. So that's basically the people that don't know who the fuck you are and then the people that will convert. So basically the top of the a funnel is very broad. So you'd be advertising towards cold audiences, people that are unfamiliar with your service, but, you know, they might be interested uh, in, in a product in that category. Um, and then you have, you know, you move towards the middle of the funnel, which is considered warm audiences. Um, warm audiences are people that might be familiar with you. You know, uh, maybe they've seen an ad for you before, um, something like that. And then you move towards the bottom of the funnel, which is considered a hot audience, which is people that have purchased from you or very, very likely to purchase from you. They've come to your site. They've added something to their cart. But, you know, eh, maybe they backed out and you know, didn't purchase, but they're still part of your funnel. So they're still in there. Um, that's really the broad you know, explanation of what a sales funnel is, at least for the way I'm running mine. Um, now, based off of this funnel, you can come up with different ways to advertise towards each section of that funnel. Um, so really like what I'm doing right now, uh, I'm advertising at top of funnel um, and then I'm using um, some of Facebook's uh, retargeting features to advertise to middle and hot portions of my funnel. Um, if you'd like, we can move into Facebook ads. Uh, yeah, so really quick, can we first get into, I guess, the start? Because you said you're using the, the Facebook retargeting feature to get those middle and hot uh, but what about those guys at the very top? How are you kind of getting their eyes on your product just to start? Yeah, absolutely. Because that so, can't that can't all be Facebook, right? It's Facebook and Google Ads for okay. me right now. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, so can we maybe get into that just a little bit, just for because I know there are some people out there who have like zero experience with this. That you they hear you know Facebook and Google Ads, so like okay. I know those words, don't know how to do it. Can we maybe talk about, you know, how to target that initial 
top of the sales funnel. Yeah, absolutely. So literally all for Facebook, what you would do is just go and create a business account. Um, you know, you sign up on there. Um, and then you go in to build an audience. Basically you just type in people's interests because Facebook has so much fucking data on people and knows you know, what they bought, what they're interested in, that kind of stuff. Um, and then you would need obviously some sort of either compelling offer, maybe a coupon, um, you know, something that provides value to people, um, because you're not just going to get, you know, cold audiences by just throwing Showing product them the product. Them. Yeah. You know, I don't think product. anyone's scrolling through Facebook, seeing a, a beer ad and they're like, I'm going to go buy that beer. Right. Yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta provide some sort of value for them. Uh, unless, you know, you're like a big established brand. Of course. Um, but yeah. So, you know, you really can just go into Facebook and start poking around. I, I'll definitely uh, send you some tutorials if you want to include as links. Would love um, to. On the bottom yeah. of this, because like I have some really nice resources to get people started. Um, but, you know, you would start with Facebook, you go in there and, you know, you play around with audiences, um, interests of people, and then you kind of just start you know, start small and you kind of scale your way up. Like I started at, I think I started in December. I was spending around, I don't know, like 50, 50 or like 150 a day on a couple different ads. Um, and I'm now spending upwards uh, almost $3,000 a day on ads on Facebook alone. They grow. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm seeing a 10 X return on investment for those ads and for that money that I'm spending. So you're so you're spending three nice. grand and you're making or at the end of the day selling 30 grand. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. Um so really quick just to dive even further into this uh because you've gone through this process, you've kind of tweaked it and learned what worked and what hasn't worked for your company. Uh so can we get into some of the stuff that you actually specifically tried? yourself that actually kind of helped you fine tune the process. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the biggest thing I would tell people is just try new things, test constantly. Um, cause you know, something that worked for me or didn't work for me might work for you or might not work for you. Um, it really is just a matter of trying a ton of different things until they stick. There's really no wrong or right way to do Facebook ads. That's the funniest thing that I often get asked is like, how, how did you manage to like pull this off so well? It's really just trying new things constantly. Um, seeing what works, duplicating what does work, getting rid of things quickly if they're not working. Um, you know, you kind of have, have to be like, kind of have the trader mindset too of like being emotionless when you see money go down the hole and it, you know, you're, you're not afraid to cut that, like cut that bag yeah. basically, you know, like you got to cut the losers and, you know, ramp up on the winners kind of. So that's kind of where I think I kind of apply like my trading mindset a little bit to, to it all. But yeah, I mean, I would say really just try, try new stuff constantly, at least on Facebook. Um, Google is quite a bit different. I was going to ask about Google next. Um, yeah. yeah, we can move into that if you want. But yeah, I, I will to. definitely, yeah, I'll definitely throw some links your way for, for Facebook stuff. Perfect. We'll um, have all of that just down in the description for anyone who wants to kind of get a little bit more involved with it. Yeah. 
Um, as far as Google goes, you've got quite a, you've got a couple different options there. Um, so Google ads, you're going to sign up, create an ad account there, um, link a credit card, whatever you gotta do. Basically there's two options. So you've got Google display network ads and you've got Google search ads. Okay. So Google search ads are keywords that you bid on. Um, and with the hope that the person sees your ad when they search that keyword, they click through and they convert. Uh, Google display ads, not quite the same. Uh, you're basically, you know, you create some sort of banner or advertisement that gets advertised on Google's display network of sites. I think there's like 170,000 or million, I don't, I don't know the exact number of uh, sites in their network, but if you're ever like, I don't know, if you go to coinmarketcap.com, that banner at the top, that's a Google display ad. Someone's paying for that. Got it. Um, Got so you can advertise that way as well. I personally love search ads, which is keywords. Uh, I find display ads are return a much lower uh, conversion rate. Uh, I would use display ads more so if you're like, you know, trying to get your name out there, like more of like brand awareness style campaigning. Um, I was going to ask about that. I feel like I've never been on a website where I've seen an ad, up like a banner ad and said, I'm going to go check that out. I don't know if that's yeah. just me personally, but I feel like a lot of people are like that. I don't think I've ever clicked on yeah. one ever. No, most of the time that, yeah, that's the case for me as well. I mean, most of those ads are not really able to be targeted like a, uh, a search campaign on Google ads, a, a search campaign on Google ads when successful can be absolutely lethal with the amount of conversions you can get off of it. Um, I mean, you know, I would suggest uh, using some keyword research tools to get started there. Do you have any um, of those that come to mind? Yeah, I really like Ahrefs. Um, it's a paid service. I think it's about $90 a month. Um, absolutely love it. Um, I basically use that to uh, go and find keywords that are relevant to things on my site. I can go to, I can go look at a competitor's website, plug it in there and see all of their keywords that they're bidding on, how much they're bidding, you know, uh, and make judgments based off that. It also will allow me to find keywords related to a, a word. So if I type in craft beer, it'll pop up with uh, terms that, people are searching related to that. And it'll also tell you, um, you know, a ballpark of how much it would cost per click, the difficulty. So if there's like a lot of big brands bidding on one keyword, it might be, you know, you might have to spend a lot to get seen for that. Um, and numerous other uh, great, you know, pieces of uh, research are able to be done through that. It's called Ahrefs. Uh, there we go. Super awesome tool. I use. I'll have, I'll have a link to that um, in the description as well. You know, at first when we talked about it, you kind of said you just got to play around with it, run your ads, you know, kind of try what works, try what doesn't, or see, I should say. Uh, but then you've got, you know, these kind of sites that almost seem like cheat codes. Yeah, man. A lot of people don't know about this stuff, but, um, you know, that's why a lot of people think it's so difficult. But there are, you know, if you can pay a little bit, there are tools out there that you can use to help you. Um and they're very great tools, um, you know. So I would definitely recommend Ahrefs for Google search. Google search is kind of my bread and butter. I just, I'm very good at it. I've just been able to like kind of, you know, see what works 
uh, and you know increase the budgets on them quickly, cut what doesn't work. Um, you know, I, again, I think it comes to the trading kind of mindset of being able to, you know, cut losers and adapt to fast moving environments, um, being able to think on your feet, be creative, you know, um, I can see it kind of it being, just an e I was going to say, I, I could see it being a bit of an ego thing as well. You know, you spend some money on running some ads and you think, all right, this is going to work. It ends up being a dud. But you're like, no, this is this is right. I want to throw some more money at it. This, you know, maybe I just wasn't seeing the results I wanted to see. Uh, but it really sounds like you just got to cut losers real quick, double down on the winners. Uh, you've mentioned it a couple times. Very similar to trading, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, I think that's why I'm able to manage it so well. It's kind of just like managing your trades, in a sense. You know, because it's not like you're playing with like. You know, you're not on like a demo account. It's real fucking money. <laughs> yeah, this is serious stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got into Facebook ads and Google ads to start. And this is to get eyes, get people's eyes on your product or your service, especially people who, you know, probably wouldn't come across your product or service just on their day to day. Right. Uh, so now that you've got their eyes on, on the product, maybe they've, you know, been to your site or they've added something to their cart. Uh, how do you use these tools to really make that sale and, you know, f complete the process uh, so that it's not just wasted ad dollars to start? Yeah, right on. So you're definitely going to want to gear your campaigns for conversions. Um, I probably should have mentioned that prior, but, uh, you know, inside of Facebook and inside of Google ads, you can gear your campaigns towards a number of objectives, whether it be, you know, um, lead form fills. So like if you want people to enter their email on your site so you can get their email to, to run remarketing ads at them. Um, if you want to gear it for conversions, which is sales, you know, if you want to gear it for brand awareness to get your name out there, to get eyes across your, you know, brand. If you want to gear it for link clicks, just to get people to come to your site, to drive traffic to your site. Um, so there's a number of things you can do there. Um, is that just on Facebook or is that for both? That's for both. Okay. So they, they both Absolutely. have these really targeted ads where you can kind of choose, pick and choose what you want the customer to be doing. Right. There yeah. we go. And this kind of all, yeah, yeah. This kind of all plays into the, the funnel as well. So if you're new, you're, you're hitting those top of funnel people to try to get your name out there. As we move down the funnel, you kind of, you know, narrow it down to, uh, you know, conversions or if you're trying to get people to download an app, maybe you're advertising an app, you want people to do app installs, you can gear it for that. Um, so yeah, that's how you get it to be successful. You need to know what your objective is and clearly have your messaging reflect what you want the person to do or what you're offering them. Um, be very direct keep it you know kind of discreet and like shortened to the point um i would suggest you know try to keep your brand messaging uh, under like two sentences i find like people don't really pay much attention after that so like really get your message across there get your value prop across there quickly um and then it's really just a matter of testing again what's working what's not working what can what do i see potential into scale um 
I mean, you don't even need a massive budget here. You can spend like, I don't know, 50, $100 a day on Facebook ads and still get some conversions. Um, but I mean, it's really a matter of just, you know, seeing, paying attention to what works for you. Like if something is working, you start, start adding more money to it. You know, if it, you notice it's not getting shit for like a day or two, three days, turn it off. Um, and you know, both, both, uh, Google and Facebook have AB testing. So you can like, you know, create one campaign, but you know, have a different ad with slightly different text, or maybe you're using a different set of creative to advertise a product. Um, but really, again, it comes down to just now, you know, your objective and you need to, you know, just kind of nail that into the customer's heads and, you know, deliver with a solid, you know, image and text really. Yeah. So, so again, that kind of seems like it's more of the top of the sales funnel. Uh, what do you actually, is there anything more to it once they're kind of the warm or hot audience where you can really yeah. drive it home? Like, is there more stuff to it than that? hundred percent. So you can then you well, So my middle of the funnel is a, is a, a remarketing ad. So basically what I'm able to do here, uh, is when I have people that come to Shopify or I have people that have interacted with my Facebook ad, right. I'm able to inside of Facebook and Google create remarketing ads. So their information is saved in Facebook, right? They creepy. went to, they clicked on a product. I'm able to then hit them with an ad that shows them that exact product just because they're already in Facebook or Google's ecosystem. Um, so that would be more middle of the funnel would be a remarketing ad. They're generally dynamic. They're pretty easy to set up with whatever, you know, your catalog has on it. Um, they don't need to be too crazy. Um, it's very simple. It's just a matter of scaling that kind of with the, uh, you know, getting more people to your site to begin with, to then, you know, show them that remarketing ad again to really kind of get them to convert. There we go. So it's uh, first time around, you're just kind of introducing it to them. The second time, once they've kind of seen the product, you reintroduce it to them or get it on their feet again. And there's that connection. Oh, I've seen that before. Let me maybe investigate, maybe check it out. Uh, is that kind of yeah. what you're going for there? Yeah, absolutely. I would add too, like if you can, you know, include like social proof, that's a, that's a huge thing. So like reviews, um, if you've been written up in, you know, any websites or news outlets or anything like include that in there, um, to kind of just give that social proof that people want to see, because like, pretty sure it's like 90% of people will look something like look reviews up for a service or a product before they buy it. So that social proof is like super important to, you know, really succeeding. Um, and I know that's also another, like we talked about that with Amazon too. It's like, yeah. you know, if you can get reviews for your products, that's killer. Yeah. Yeah. That's you like, <laughs> that's what people are looking for at the end of the day. In my opinion, uh, you know, you could have this great product, but if no one's written you a review, uh, even if it is a five-star product, uh, people are going to be less likely to buy that product, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I should also say too, Facebook has this awesome, uh, feature that not many people know about. Um, unless they like really dug into it, but it's called uh, lookalike audiences. So basically you can create a lookalike audience based off of people that have visited your site, an email list, 
which I find they've worked really well for me. I've even used um, purchase lists. Um, so, you know, you can purchase email lists at many places online. Um, you could load, you know, find an email list for whatever your niche might be or product might be. Um, load that into Facebook and then Facebook looks up all those people, right? And matches all those people to profiles on Facebook. And then it creates, it finds basically people that are very similar to those people. So buying habits or whether it be interests or what have you. Uh, and then you're able to just run ads at that, that people. Those that people. is, that is um, scary. No, it's insane. And also the way it works is like, so you can do it as you do it as like a percentage of population. So you can scale it all the way up to like 10 million, I think. So generally what I run is 1% lookalike audiences, which generate about 2.1 million people that look like whatever email list you uploaded. Um, and the only thing is, is it has to be at least a hundred people. So if you have a hundred emails, you can generate a lookalike audience of 2.1 million people all the way up to 10 million people. Um, I just don't insane. use, I don't use anything past, I don't use anything past 1% because I'm only in New York state right now. So it wouldn't make sense. And I just find them a little bit too broad. Yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. So yeah. is there any reason to not go that route? You know, once you have that email list, why not just continue to market to those guys? Is there any downside to that or you know have you yeah, seen you success totally, in other places yeah you can totally do that it's just eventually you're going to exhaust it yeah. um so okay. you need to keep creating lookalike audiences to find new people that would be interested or match those personas got it so that's so really the glory of that of being able to run lookalike audiences yeah got it got it so this crazy. goes back to just like getting creative with your marketing uh which is probably one of the biggest things for marketing campaigns yes. is you know, how creative it can be, uh, all the different options you can explore instead of just sticking yeah. with one thing that'll eventually kind of exhaust itself. Yeah. Yeah. A recent campaign that I ran that was incredibly successful. Um, so we came, came up with the idea, uh, right after COVID hit a lot of people in the restaurant industry and beer industry as well, started getting laid off, uh, you know, bartenders, uh, even people that work in distribution, so I came up with the idea that, you know, for every $50 spent on our site, we will donate $10 to a charity. So basically what we did is we set up this land, nice landing page. Um, so we could advertise that without having, you know, having people click out of the site. Um, I, I got a couple of email lists uh, as well as creating some just like custom audiences inside Facebook based on people's interests. Um, you know, targeted it to New York, um, ran the campaigns and they were just incredibly successful. Um, like absolutely insane. I'm, I'm just crushing it with those. Um, so if you can, you know, come up with a clever kind of, you know, way to market yourself or, you know, a clever offer, whether it be like a buy one, get one, like right now, the charity campaign that like charities are super hot. I, I mean, they're starting to fade off a little bit, at least from a marketing standpoint with what I'm seeing. Um, but if you can come up with some kind of, you know, value prop or, you know, something like that, 
that you'll be you'll be pretty successful whether it be a coupon buy one get one you just have to have something to offer you know yeah. that's where a lot of people fuck up like they just think like oh yeah i'm just gonna like advertise just my product well you need all this stuff to go along with it you know you need social proof you need an offer you need a value proposition yeah so. we've we've gotten to the point in society where just advertising a great product is no longer going to do it people need that yeah. buy one get one i know you know any kind of donation to charity is huge with especially the younger generation uh we're all about sure. that kind of stuff um it's it, it, i hate to say it but it's no longer just a we have this great product buy it from us it's there's more to right. it now um yeah. so so that was the top and the middle uh, and really quickly, you know, you don't necessarily have to get them to go down this funnel. Like you can, you can get people to buy your product or service from that top. You know, you run a quick ad, here's our product. Maybe here's some sort of coupon. They will directly go to the site and they will buy it. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. So yeah. You've, you've got the top, you've got the middle. How do you drive it home after all of this work that you've put in? Say they still haven't made a purchase. How do you really drive it home to get them to buy something? Right. So at this point, you're assuming that they're inside of your ecosystem. So you either have their, you have their email or some sort of information. Um, basically, what you do here is you start sending them newsletters, uh, email through email marketing, which I think has, you know, been absolutely crazy for me in the last last month. Um, you know, if you have someone inside of your ecosystem. You can, you know, maybe provide them that last push, uh, whether it be, you know, a coupon or, you know, some sort of buy one, get one again, like we mentioned. Um, it's really just about providing the value here at this point, because you know they're inside your ecosystem. They're definitely willing to buy. It's just like they're waiting for that last little push. So whether it be a little bit of a bigger discount or, you know, something like that, that's what I like to do. So generally I run with like a $10 off, like up in the mid mid but then like i'll do towards the like hot audience i'll do a little bit higher like 15 or something like and i space this out with email marketing um i use a program called clavio which is awesome um it hooks up directly with shopify and it will capture people's emails even if they haven't entered information on your site which is fucking ridiculous that is um, disgusting yeah it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, sick. I hate that's that. A, that's, a, that's a big hack. Um, <laughs> so if you set up, yeah, I probably should have mentioned this a little sooner, but if you set up a Shopify site, don't use MailChimp because MailChimp fucking blows. It's very like limited. It does not let you scale or do anything. Um, use Clavio for your email marketing. It's ridiculously good. Um, it lets you do all of this funnel stuff and it lets you automate pretty much everything, which is what I've been able to do. So you're able to craft email flows depending upon where someone is in the cycle, top, mid, bottom. Um, but yeah, so back to that bottom of the funnel. Um, yeah, I'm using Clavio to really like hone in and like hit them with either like a, you know, 20% off shipping, free shipping, or, you know, um, something that's really gonna bring them around um and you know i can space this all out within days and it all does it auto like auto send so it's really great tool uh, but that's what that's really what i'm using there to kind of get that you know 
finishing blow to get people to buy. There we go. Yeah, it's always just something that there's some little tiny reason that they haven't finally bought the product or service. Um, yeah. And if you can just hit them with one more <laughs> ad, that's where you really get them. Um, yeah. So, so we've we've kind of gone through the process from start to finish. Uh, how long do you think this generally takes from, you know, that very cold audience all the way down to the hot audience and then making a sale? Probably like seven days. I don't know. It depends what you're selling. So that's sure. Um, I mean, for you, I'm asking specifically for you. I know for others, it'll be a lot different. Like I, I want to get into some other stuff with, cause this is, you know, kind of a, an online service. Uh, you're kind of connecting people with beer sales or, you know, two beer sales. Uh, I did want to ask about some other stuff that my audience will probably jive with a little more. Uh, but for you, it's been, it been about a week, you'd say. Yeah. Maybe like, Maybe maybe a little closer to like two weeks. Two weeks, okay. And uh, I mean, like in the beginning, like during when COVID like really hit, it was like, yeah, people were. It was like seven days. Yeah, just but real quick. Now, people, yeah, people are starting to like chill out and space it out a little bit. I think like also too like there was like a lot of anxiety like in the beginning, and so like people were just like frantically buying shit. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Up on everything. So. Okay. So, so this is, this is to get someone on your website. Uh, this is through Facebook and Google, you know, with my audience, especially with what we talked about with Amazon, you know, finding a product that you can sell, you know, you buy it wholesale, super cheap from a manufacturer in China or India or something like that. You list it on your site or you list it on Amazon was what we were talking about last time. Uh, say now, you know, that's seeing some success. You open up your Shopify account. You know, I, I see a lot of, I'm thinking now Instagram, I see a lot of like watches and stuff like that. They're cheap, shitty watches. Uh, they'll do like some sort of offer, you know, pay for shipping and you get this watch. Uh, you know, can we maybe get into some of those kinds of products? Cause your, yours is a little bit, I, I would say is a little bit of a longer process. Uh, yeah. Than some of these just products that people impulse buy as they're scrolling through social media. Um, so yeah. can we get into that at all? Do you have any know-how or knowledge on on those kind of products? Yeah, I mean, it's it kind of follows the like same formula. Very similar. Um, yeah, very similar formula. I mean, I've noticed. Uh, I have a buddy that does like clothing that he's been you know selling on there that does like pretty well. He just like rips like like designer shit and like prints it and like resells it. Um, so, I mean, it really just like comes down to, again, I think like having solid creative, having good ad copy, and then just, you know, testing, testing, testing your ads. There we go. But I mean, it's, it's pretty much a universal model. I mean, yeah, granted, like what I'm offering right now is very successful because it's, you know, it's, it's don't really have much competition um, in my niche, but I mean, you know, the, the whole model applies to whatever you're selling. Yeah. yeah. Even, you know? even if you had competition, it would still be the same model, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, there totally. So, um, and I mean, so, it, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. I was pleased before, before I get into it, what were you going to say? Yeah. I was going to say, if you can like give yourself a buffer to have a compelling offer, the business will follow. Okay. And, and, you know, as long as you're, you know, advertising properly and, you know, 
testing constantly. Um, set yourself up with room to, you know, maybe that is you order a shitload of extra product with the intention of giving it away as a buy one, get one. Um, you, you, you need to like account that you're going to take a hit there, but you know, the long-term lifetime value, you know, will make that up and then some, this is exactly what I was going to ask about actually, uh, which is, do you ever run unprofitable ad campaigns to acquire these customers knowing that they'll stick around long-term? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's really like how you're you're going to have to get started with brand awareness. Um, you really just have to have some cash to dump in to get your name out there. Um, and then, you know, using, using that from there, you can extract all the customer data you need to then run successful remarketing, you know, and all that. There we go. Um, so, the, so yeah, you definitely so need a little, yeah, you definitely need a little bit of a budget to account for like what your offer is going to be and like just general advertising costs out of the gate. But, you will you will be able to make up for that if you know you have the drive and you want to be successful you know this shit's not going to just like i mean amazon's a little bit easier because like you know they kind of do a lot more for you where this is like if you're, you're ready to take like the next step after amazon and you like you have the drive and you want to like be successful with it definitely do it if you're just like some lazy piece of shit that thinks they're gonna like throw a bunch of money and it's going to happen. It's not, you really have to, you know, you really want to have to learn. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. so you, it sounds like you guys are building this business up to be very long term, And that's, I think if you're going to go the Shopify route, you should have that kind of mentality again. You know, I do just want to speak to this one cause I, I've just seen so many of these goddamn ads. I'm scrolling on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. And it's like, a a salt lamp or some bullshit, you know, just like cheap manufactured in China, you know, they're just marking it up like crazy. Uh, And it doesn't seem like there's any business to it. You know, it's just advertise as hard as you can get as many people buying them in a short period of time, one and done. You're, you're over it. Would you say that's better suited for an Amazon store or would you still think that it would be a good idea to consider Shopify here because of, you know, say the fees? Something like that, probably better for Amazon until you can get some cash flow, there we go. you know, and then you can, you know, you'd probably want to move over a little after. I also think too, I just kind of feel like, uh, like Shopify is like more, it's just like more fun for me than Amazon because um, there's just like a lot more to do. Um, and I'm always like, you know, I always want to like tinker around with new stuff. There's like tons of apps for Shopify in the Shopify app store that you can add that can do like awesome shit to like help with your conversions. Um, it's really, it's really like a lot more personal responsibility, I think, which is also kind of why I like it. There we go. Yeah. You're, you're, you're building this company up pretty much. You're, you're growing this company through the advertising. And so I feel like there's a lot of personal responsibility and you also get to have a lot more hands-on experience and fun with it. Uh, versus someone who's just selling some random crap on, right. I would say, Amazon or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not to knock Amazon. I mean, it's awesome. It's, I made a shitload of money on there. Amazon. But I mean, I just, I just like, I just like playing around in Shopify. Yeah. And no, like, that, that makes know. a lot of sense. 
so yeah. we've kind of gone through, I would say, the whole process. Obviously, there's small stuff that you got to get figured out on your own. Like you're going to have to go through and kind of learn how Shopify works. Uh, but we talked about, you know, the biggest things. We talked about the ads, uh, running ads. What, you know, one last thing I did want to ask. I know you had mentioned it at the beginning of the episode. Uh, but for someone who is brand new to this, who's about to make their shop, uh, what can you give us like a solid budget, you know, on the lower end maybe, and then also on the higher end, just so people can see if this is even in their budget. Right. Um, are we assuming that this person has sold on Amazon? Yeah. So let's say, let's say they've done the selling on it at both you know let's say they've got a business already up and running they've got somewhat of a brand they're making that switch for those guys first and then maybe for the people who are just like i found this cool thing that i want to sell a fuck ton of un of them uh no real business or brand uh for those guys as well yeah i mean you could like on the lower end you could probably start with like 5k there we go i think that'd be pretty solid for like running ads um on the high end i mean 15 20 maybe so nothing crazy you yeah. know especially if you it's got not a business. insane yeah yeah this is assuming that you already like know how to sell somewhat or you at least have some basic experience with amazon what have you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you're saying lower end 5k if this is just somebody who found a random yeah. product some little knickknack or something yeah definitely there we yeah go. that's that's a pretty solid budget i mean you can get by with spending like I mean, when I was starting, I was like only spending like 25 or like $50 a day on Google ads. And I was seeing conversions, just like not as many as I, I'm seeing now that I'm spending like two and a half K a day. You got to start um, small but, for a lot of people, yeah, you know, no yeah. one wants to just jump yeah. in and drop 2K on a single, you know, in a single day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, you know, obviously the whole goal there is to really scale to that point where, you know, 2.5k a day in ad spend you're getting if you're 10xing that you're doing fine yeah 100 yeah. so we went over the basics is there anything else that you think my audience should know about getting started or anything in the process that you kind of struggled with or that you found difficult uh that you can maybe help them avoid yeah i would say definitely um do the Facebook ads Academy. I think it's called like Facebook blue something. I don't know. I'll send that to you so you can add the URL, but I'm pretty sure it's free or maybe it's like $10. Um, but it's basically like a certification in Facebook ads it tells you everything you need to know. So there's no excuse to like go into Facebook ads and be like, what is this? Like, I don't know what this is. Like take the course, do it. Same thing with Google, go into uh, Google Academy they have one for ads, uh, AdWords, which is now just blanket term ads. It used to be called AdWords. I don't know why they changed it. Um, take that one and take the one for Google Analytics. I think Google Analytics uh, can be pretty helpful for people. That we can do. We can do a whole other episode on how to use Google Analytics. But um, take those two classes. I think the Google ones are like twenty-five bucks, but they're so worth it. Like if you if you really want to be successful do those do those classes because they'll, they'll really get you started and understanding you know what you need to know to be successful um and i'm just gonna say really quick again, sorry let me let me just yeah. butt in real quick there if you're not willing to spend the 25 dollars on a course that will get you set up with everything you need to know 
you're, you're not going to do well at this at all. Like go spend that money, you know, invest, you know, with a couple courses, a hundred dollars and a few hours of your time to really master the basics before even considering getting into this. Yeah, for sure. Just spend the, yeah, spend the money on the course, do it. Um, trying to think anything else that like would be helpful. Um, definitely don't take email marketing for granted. Like you can buy email lists online. Um, there are services that you can use to, um, you know, avoid and get around can spam laws. One of the clients I really like is called stamp ready. Um, it'll basically just like let you upload paid lists and you will not get pulled from the service like you would on a MailChimp or a Klaviyo. If you're, you know, sending to bought email lists and you're getting a lot of spam reports. And then you can just export your list from Stamp Ready, clean it up, like remove the emails that unsubscribe, and then import it to uh, a Klaviyo. And then you can do your marketing from there. Or you can also use it for uh, Facebook ads. So don't underestimate the, uh, you know, the benefit of a good paid uh, email marketing list. Back, bringing it back to basics, I would say everyone's so focused on these social media spends like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, yeah. and they're starting to forget about yeah, the so, email email marketing. Yeah, no, they all work hand in hand. I mean, the email marketing was like tricky for a while because like ser like services like Clavio didn't make it simple to do. Like, oh, I know like Mailchimp was the big one for a long time, and yeah, it that's like the go-to. It it's yeah, it's like everyone's go-to, and it sucks. It's <laughs> like check out Clavio and you'll you'll be shocked at like what you can do with it it's really really just a sales tool whereas mailchimp is you know i know like people on crypto twitter that have newsletters use will send it out with mailchimp it's not it's not like a revenue tool you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so that was a very solid intro to getting a Shopify account up and running or a store up and running. Um, you know, I always like to ask what you're looking forward to in the next 12 months. We didn't get into that. Uh, I'm assuming it's just going to be fucking killing it at this company, but uh, anything else big in yeah. the pipeline? Uh, nothing really. I mean, I have like, I have like a big chunk of equity in this company, so I want it to be successful. Oh, you're um, stoked. Yeah, so that's fucking cool. Um, yeah, I'm like hoping that we'll be branched out to a few more states by the end of the year. Um, I don't know what else. Just hopeful, hopeful that uh, this fucking virus and like lockdown shit will pass soon. It's fucking ghost town here in New York, man. I've been seeing Dude, a couple of your pictures. Like, nobody out. Empty, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, all the fucking like people that live in New York, most of them are like students or like people like that that just like fucking left and went back to like wherever the fuck they came from. They didn't stay in New York. They all just left. So that's why it's mostly empty. Yeah. Like in my building, in my building, I have like several neighbors. One was like, one is like a group of like six girls that I think they like go to college locally. I think like five of them left. I think there's one left. So like people did not stick around and it's like, it's got to be a little bit it's nice. As, yeah, it's not as bad as people like, or like the news makes it out to seem, I guess. I don't know. It's still pretty much the same shit. It's just less people. Yeah, there yeah. we go. 
Well, I'm stoked for you, man. Everything I've seen you posting about, other than you're like just fucking around on Twitter, is you killing it with this company. Uh, you're really growing, growing this company from the ground up. It seems like. Uh, so I'm stoked for yeah, you. Dude. Um, Thank you. Yeah, man. I, you know, I usually like to end. You, you know how these go. I usually like to end with your biggest tip. Uh, can you just give us your biggest tip for? Uh, one for the people who are new to Shopify and then two for just general e-com. Yeah. Um, for people that are new with Shopify. Um, yeah, I guess like just don't be afraid to like play around with it. Like there's so much you can do. There's so many apps and add-ons that can help you grow your business. So don't take that for granted. Um, I think that's something that gets not mentioned a lot is like how many third-party apps there are that, are specific to Shopify that will help you succeed. So don't, you know, don't overlook that. Um, if you're trying to figure out how to do something, there's probably an app that will add that feature to your shop. Um, and then I guess, yeah, for like my other, I guess other word of advice would be, yeah, don't be afraid to like test with your ads. I can't, I can't say that enough, like constantly. Oh, I'm always trying new stuff even if it doesn't work out, you know, at least, you know, it doesn't work out. Cause I'm sure that you've found some of the most profitable stuff, just testing the waters, seeing what works, something that you traditionally wouldn't think would work. Works. Exactly. No. Yeah. Or something I think is stupid and is not going to work. ends up being incredibly successful. There we go. So just try new shit. Right on. Um, okay. So I, that wraps it up. I feel like, you know, if people have an Amazon shop up or they're thinking about, you know, setting up a Shopify, they have the tools that they need. You've dropped so many different software, you know, tools that people can use, uh, that there's no way they won't see success in this. Uh, anything else before we go? I think that about covers it. I mean, I'll shoot you a link to some of those software so you can add them in the episode, but Thanks for having me on, Charles. Appreciate it, man. It's always a pleasure. I, you know, we kind of are in the same field, so I love hearing from you. I learn a lot every time, and I hope my audience does as well. Uh, if we get you on for another episode, you will take the top spot for most episodes. We can crown you king of crypto entrepreneurs. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed. There's always, you know, with advertising, there's so much to fucking talk about. I could go on for days about it. So right. I'm sure I'll. Be well, whenever you're not busy, I know you're running around like a madman. We can uh, get yeah. that fourth fourth interview scheduled. We can go even deeper than we have today. For sure. All right, man. Have a great one. Thanks, brother.